Hey guys, so hope everybody's doing well. Apologies for lack of podcasting over the, well, I guess, ages now. It's been a long time. Um, I've obviously been putting a lot of time into YouTube stuff and um, yeah, the podcast in a sense got a little bit forgotten about. Um, so I guess now that I'm on camp in Flagstaff, I have, yeah, just a bit more time and um, I thought it was a good idea to, you know, perhaps give a bit of an update just on how things are going, what the general plan is and um, yeah, maybe there'll be some value in listening and, and you know, perhaps we get back to some of the sort of natural tips that might uh, just came across the podcast um, just from my day to day or little things that you can be doing to help improve what you're doing based on perhaps what I was doing that week. Um, yeah, so like I said, I'm in Flagstaff, Arizona. Sorry, it sounds like I'm out of breath. I literally am. Um, and then I think I might be getting the beginnings of a cold, which is kind of really annoying. Um, really annoying. And there might be a tip in here, but um, yeah, really annoying because I sort of, I think about 10 days ago before I was, I've been in Flagstaff for a week, first and foremost. Um, and I think about 10 days ago, I sort of had this, call it like, intuition or whatever it would be like gut feeling that was like hey like maybe we don't need to go to altitude and um actually things were progressing at a really nice level where i was and um i'll kind of do a recap on everything in a moment but one of the big things about going to altitude is you're you're flying you're you're changing climate you know maybe a long-haul flight maybe going from a humid place to a really dry place and um it just really opens the door for little illnesses and and little bugs to kind of come your way and so that was kind of super frustrating when you know i i knew i'm so kind of annoyed because we always think the grass is greener in a sense and we always of course you're always looking for ways to improve performance and and ways to get better um, but sometimes we just have everything we need right where we are. And then we're kind of looking at like, well, maybe I could go here and maybe I could do this or maybe I could change this. And and sometimes if you just sit tight and keep doing what you're doing and, and trust in what you're doing, that y- you can actually get better um, where you are. So I might not get sick, but it's one of those, the last two days has kind of been like, I'm kind of feeling it and I kind of know it's coming, but I hope it doesn't. And there's a little bit of in denial, like maybe it's not. Um, But yeah, I just sort of feel that like a little bit of heaviness on the chest. Um, And I think it's kind of from a, you you get like a, when you're first getting a cold, you get like a bit of, I guess it's called post nasal drip and it can drip into the chest a little bit. And so you can just feel a little bit, chesty and and running feels a bit harder work and and I guess life can feel a little bit harder work too because you yeah you you just find everything that you're kind of doing that day just that little bit harder work and um but yeah hopefully that kind of shifts um that would be really nice if it does but yeah I came to Flagstaff I, I guess the the bigger picture, if there is a bigger picture, was to try to, you know, train again and and hopefully 
I guess from a not like a deep level, but it it felt like it felt like there was more to give, and and especially there was more to give with the whole ADHD diagnosis and um, perhaps what that might bring to my training. So it might bring this layer of you know just consistency that perhaps didn't exist in the past, where you know perhaps I changed the plan or or perhaps I decided that I should do something else in training, and and that was likely all linked to me trying to use running as a means to treat my ADHD you could probably say um and so after the November December January this kind of period of well hey maybe I don't want to run at all you know maybe I just want to run for fun and and to stay healthy and and you know so that I can eat more and silly things like this um I say silly things they're awesome things um but then it kind of was like well yeah like the Olympics are there and and that would be awesome I think Paris Olympics would be sick um I felt like I kind of owed it to myself to see if things could be different now that we know more about ADHD. And so if you were using running to, you know, as a means to treat a mental health issue, or you were using running as a means to maybe you have ADHD yourself and, and you kind of use it to treat that and, and keep you a bit like more level keel, you could say, or or just a better balance in life. A lot of the decisions you're going to be making is to treat that, you know, mental health issue or it's a bit like, you know, you, you know, you shouldn't go for a run. You have a bit of an injury, but your head is also killing you. And, and so if you don't go for that run, you don't feel good. You, you don't feel relaxed. You don't feel at ease. And so that's the balance. And so the balance for me was always, well, how many decisions are we making based on sport and how many decisions are we making based on mental health? And there's a big difference there. So I believe that now that the ADHD is being treated, you know, with medication, that it meant, okay, well, maybe we can see running as as sport and only sport. Um, And I hope that would then lead to better decisions and some better decisions might lead to better consistency over time. And then with better consistency over time, we might see some better results. And so that was like the yeah, let's see where this can go. Um, I got back into training probably in January. I, I don't know who's listening, has kept an eye on the YouTube stuff or um, maybe Strava, things like that. But I, yeah, I got back into training in January. Um, I was following a, a sort of like a, I'm going to call it like a new training style, but excuse me, I need to burp. <sighs> Sorry. Kind of like a new training style, but not like, not new science or anything like that. Just I had asked, I, I watched the European Championships last year. I seen Richard Ringer win and I actually just got in touch with Richard and, and asked, you know, who coaches him. And, and then I got in touch with Richard's coach and, and it kind of just went from there. But I guess knowing me and knowing ADHD, I, I kind of made a bit of a mess of that situation. And so Richard's coach was going to help me, was helping me, I guess, October of last year, kind of November of last year. But, you know, then I, yeah, I went through this patch of not really being motivated, I suppose you could say. And I don't think it was my fault. Like it was one of those situations where all this ADHD stuff and medication and and no longer needing to run to sort of like cure my mental health type stuff. And 
it was just strange. So I wasn't super motivated and I wasn't doing the training. And so I kind of lost that connection. Not totally because, you know, Tim is his name and, and he was still going to help, but not at the same extent that he was perhaps keen to help last October or November. And so, yeah, so I kind of picked up in January and I kind of just had a conversation with Tim and it was a bit like, well, okay, so what, what can we do? Like, can we, you know, can we, can you set stuff from afar? Can you at the very least give me like a general idea of what I should be doing? And, and so he, you know, he constructed a try to do this over the next lot of months. And, and I think this will get you to a good place. And so that's kind of been the, that's January, February, March. Um, gosh, I guess now we're into April and it's just been a very, keep things simple, tick boxes. I, you know, I did do a YouTube video, I think about zones and um, how I try to make sure every sort of 10 to 12 days, I'm just ticking the boxes. Um, it's not rocket science. Um, if there was a layer of rocket science to it, it would be in the execution, which is so important. So, um, I could tell you today, I could tell you exactly what that training is and, and, you know, some of its threshold and some of its VO2 and, and some of it's this idea that Tim calls like aerobic power and, um, the actual rocket science side of it would be in how you execute the training. So, it's all well and good on paper seeing like 10 times 1K or 5 times 2K or it's kind of irrelevant what the numbers are, but it's kind of like, how are you going to execute that? How do you know that you were at threshold? How do you know that you were, you know, into VO2 max? Like how do you, what's your measure for nice? Today I wanted to do 10K of work at threshold. That's what I did. And it's what, it's what's your, what's your sort of way of measuring that that's, roughly the kind of effort in fact take roughly away how do you measure that you were exactly at the right intensity that perhaps could give you the biggest benefits for that day and so that's kind of been yeah that's kind of been like what i've been up to it's it's probably pretty boring um when you're repeating the sort of same 10 to 12 day cycle over and over again um but i guess that's the whole point that you know boring sometimes gets really good results and um i'm actually going to race soon uh, hopefully if i don't get sick um uh 10k and i guess it's like three weeks from now um and that's a track 10k so i'd really like to do that i, I wanted to race a bit more but the general sort of plan if there if there was one from a general approach was to do a lot of this like call it basic training, but just very consistently all the way until sort of like June, July. Um, also to race as much as I can within reason, um, like 5K, 10K, like maybe a half marathon. Um, kind of just to get used to racing again and, and being competitive. So I actually did a relay maybe two weeks ago now and um, I, I, you just, I just showed up and, and ran as hard as I could for, I guess it was seven and a half K and it was it was fun to just race and push and um, not have to worry about like heart rate or lactates or anything like that. Just go there, push pretty hard, work pretty hard, and and just see how it goes. And I and I think that's so almost like we we avoid that a bit sometimes when you get a bit like anxious about racing or a a little bit like oh I'm waiting for one more two week cycle or or one more month and then I'll be ready. 
Well, sometimes like then when you actually are ready, you won't have raced enough to like get the best out of yourself. And so I think you can use races in a buildup to get you to that place that you want to be. And that place that you want to be is when all the training and, and, and also like consistently racing over the previous couple of months, it all comes together. And so there is a difference. Like obviously there's a difference between race fit and training fit. And so that was the idea. So I wanted to get to like, um, probably like June or July and just know, okay, well you, you've achieved some of the, call it like basics, but you, you've put together four to five months without getting injured. Um, you've, you know, you've raced three to four times, four or five times, whatever it is, you know, you've done a pretty fast 10K, you've done a pretty hard 5K. Even if the races don't go exactly how you want them to, you got a, a big old effort. And hopefully from doing that big old effort, you got a, a little bit of a return in terms of like training benefit. So yeah, it was a, yeah, the plan was to get, uh, like I said, June, July, hopefully be in a good place, healthy, happy. If you take, um, what did I take? I probably took like two or three months where I wasn't training like super consistent. And if you take that amount of time off, well, then there's consequences. So your 10K fitness drops, your marathon fitness drops, your half marathon fitness drops. So everything had dropped. And I guess it was time. What I needed was just time, which is like four or five months, you could say, to hopefully get those areas of fitness back to a good place, but then hypothetically to the best place they've ever been. But in a smart and structured way that when you get to like the start of your next marathon buildup, you haven't you haven't rushed the fitness to get to that place. And sorry for the pause. Running is no different to like, I don't know, like like building a house and, and building this like foundation, right? And so you could build a house and you could rush the process. And, and don't get me wrong. I'm sure when you build it, you could sit in it and watch TV and blah, 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 blah. But will... Will it support you on the bad days in terms of, I don't know, there's bad weather and you've built this house on stilts and it falls apart, right? And so running's kind of the same whereby if you patiently and gradually and over a longish period of time work on some of those basics and get your threshold speed or 10K speed or you improve those things over time, and I'm not suggesting that's the only thing that's important. I mean, I mean everything. I mean VO2, I mean 10K effort, I mean 3K effort. So if you improve everything slowly over time, it means that what you kind of do is, I call it like your, your every Sunday, right? And so what you do is you improve your every Sunday. And for a period of time, your every Sunday, for example, might be 40 minutes for 10K. Now that doesn't mean that once every now and again, you run 37, but it's kind of like what you're trying to do is improve the speed that you could run every Sunday. And it's that simple. You're not going to, it's hypothetical, but if you do it right and you do this over time and you're patient, and what I mean by that is like, sometimes for me, it's frustrating to have to like do a threshold session or, or even do like a very bottom end of threshold session. It's frustrating when I know 
if I were to do like a 10K session or a VO2 max session, I might actually gain more that day. But the problem is you're, you're gaining more that day in the short term. And that's the building the house on stilts. So when push comes to shove and we get to August or we get to September and you're three weeks out from the Berlin Marathon, you cannot be confused if the house that you built on stilts starts to fall apart. And that's that like, if we only had two or three weeks, well then, yeah, you'd probably do more of the hard intervals, hard hills, 10K reps, VO2 max reps. But if you have time and you can do it right and you, and you put a longish build up and a structured build up in place, it's kind of like just slowly chipping away and you don't see huge returns all the time. And there's not like these massive improvements week on week, but you just know that in four to five months time, you'll be in a better place. And so I guess it was a good time to do a podcast because I was able to go back on Tuesday and I guess that would be, I want to say like six weeks or seven weeks past when I'd done a similar session here at Altitude. Um, and I think I was like 10 seconds per K faster, right? And so that's, it's measurable progress at the same heart rate, at the same lactate, and things have moved forward. And so sometimes this can seem like, boring and it can seem like, oh my God, I'm having to do that session again. And, and I really wish I could do this session with the boys, or I wish I could go meet the group and do this session. Or, you know, my girlfriends are doing this session and I really wanted to jump in that. And look, sometimes it's boring just sticking to those basics and it can become a bit like, I don't know, like call it mind numbing. And yeah, sometimes it's more fun to just go and push and um, do the hard track intervals. And um, but I definitely think what the ADHD medication has sort of brought to the table is there's just this like calmness about following a more basic plan. And I know that in the past and even recently, like I, I literally, this is really silly, but like I got like, I think it was like two Thursdays ago and I knew what session I should do because it was part of the, you know, 10 to 12 week cycle that I'd spoke to this coach about at the European indoors. I, I went to watch Katie and I, you know, had a good sit down with Tim and, and we spoke about all this and I know what session I should do, but yet somehow I'm on the way to the park to, you know, join a group that, you know, train around the university and I sort of get like halfway to the park and then I turn around and go back towards the track to do the session that I know I should do. And then I'm like, no, no, just go to the park company. It'll be really nice. And, and I, off I go back towards the park again. And then I kind of like, honestly, I did it about three times. And eventually I kind of do this like U-turn, go to the track, do the session that I know I'm supposed to do, stick to the plan, stick to the basics. And it was just one of those moments where I was like, it, this medication or like the diagnosis or anything like this, like it doesn't make me like perfect. It doesn't mean that I don't still like get tempted to like change things or justify things that, you know, perhaps I shouldn't be doing. And, um, but it's definitely given me a better control over just being okay with sticking to the plan. Um, I think we get anxious. I think humans, myself, athletes, we get like this sort of like, I don't know, like anxiety that builds that makes you like, 
think that you should like change what you're doing and maybe make you think you need to do a bit more or a bit faster or and i know that you guys listen right now i'll be like shit that's me like i'm out there i'm like that speed's not okay for today i need to be faster um and that's the kind of thing you want to look out for you want to look out for when the brain is kind of like trying to justify and convince you that you need to do something quicker or more or double what you were supposed to do and and that's just anxiety um and and trying to slow that down and get like get your like psychology to a place that you're in control of that anxiety whereby i hear you yeah that might be awesome to do this quicker but i'm going to do it this way and then when i get home I know I'm going to be really proud of myself for doing it that way. And then if when I get to the race, the race doesn't go that well, at least I know I stuck to the plan and I can then say, okay, so that plan didn't work. And then we change the plan. But the problem is if you kind of go like rogue and and you let that anxiety take over, you kind of end up doing like half the plan and then half rogue. And then when you get to the race, you're not really sure what worked or what didn't. And that must be like one of the most painful things in the world to almost be like, you're going to end up with anxiety about what worked or what didn't. I'm not joking. You're going to end up like, oh my God, now I'm anxious about, was it the plan that really worked or was it those two or three days that I went rogue? And so that's something to think about. Um, but yeah, look, things are going, things are going well. I'm, I'm happy with how things are going. I'm happy with how the training's been going. I hope I don't get sick. Um, I'm building slowly. I don't think that the fitness right now, in that relay race, I think I averaged like 438 per mile, which I was really happy with given, I think I did a VO2 max test on the Tuesday and then I did some threshold after it. And then on Thursday, I did like a, this was one of those, like, I did not stick to the plan. And I went in the park and I did a hard tempo, you could call it. And I guess the problem with doing that is like, it was great to do like a harder tempo, like, don't get me wrong. And it actually showed me that the training I'm doing is, is working because I felt awesome. And, and we ran pretty quick, like maybe like 450 to 455 per mile, something like that. Um, but it was just a bit of a mess in terms of that's not one of Tim's sessions. I probably started at the bottom end of threshold, kind of probably got up to like high threshold by like mile three and then was probably like above high threshold, like mile four and five. And so then it's kind of like, well, what did today actually do? Like, did it did it improve this? Did it improve that? And it just becomes a bit like you kind of did a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of that. And and it gets a little bit messy when that sort of starts to happen. Whereas when you kind of stick to your own plan and you do your own session, it's very clear at the end of it exactly what you worked. And so I kind of done that like harder session on Thursday morning. And then don't ask me why, maybe anxiety, maybe guilt, I don't know. I went and did the session I was supposed to do Thursday morning, Thursday night, which I know that now sounds ridiculous. Um, So I worked too hard on Thursday morning and then my brain thought it would be a good idea to go and do what I was supposed to do Thursday morning, even though I was probably more tired Thursday night. So um, to then come back Sunday and and run that relay like two days later and, and, you know, average like, I think it was like 253 per K. Look, it's not what you see other people averaging, like, you know, the the fastest in the world right now. But look, it was pretty good. It it was a relay. There was six, two per lap, three laps, 
and there was two 180 meter kind of run around a cone per lap and that obviously slows you down but the best best thing and and i'm gonna end the podcast on a really positive note the best thing to come out of that race was that i loved it (laughs) which is (laughs) oh that's gonna make me like quite happy emotional but yeah like it, it was the first time in a long time that i raced and didn't like internally like beat myself up the whole race why are you here you know this is this is hard like blah 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 like go home like i don't really know where my psychology had got to but it had got to this like really kind of like shitty place that if if everything wasn't perfect and i wasn't flying and i wasn't running the best splits i got like into this like really like internal abuse of almost like huffy state where it's like you're you're not good enough like we shouldn't be here this is the last time we're doing this like all that kind of bullshit and suddenly in this relay it was kind of like oh fuck like we've went off way too hard i'm i'm getting i'm getting really tired but like in a really like fun way like i really like you're gonna have to suck this up and like just keep pushing because uh yeah there's a there's a relay happening right now and you're part of it and and i like that like i it wasn't like all sunshine and rainbows and like, oh my God, I love running. This is awesome. But it was such a, it was such a fun, yeah, we might've sort of fucked up and gone a bit too quick, but like hustle and push and like, let's go. Like I can do this. And that was so different. And I don't, I think a lot of that was ADHD in the past. And honestly, like I, I'd be on the train to the race and like, I'd be like anxious and, and nervous. And like, that's so strange when, I'm so well prepared for this. Like, why didn't I ever see it? I've been doing this for 20 plus years and, and I'm pretty good at it. Like every time that my, my brain in a sense has like doubted me, I've, I've kind of delivered. I've done really well. And, um, you know, you're probably looking at like 90% of the time I, I do really good, all things considered. Um, and so, yeah, that was, that was really fun. And I think that's a really positive end that um, I, I wanted to... I didn't care about the result in terms of like pace and that's why I didn't taper or anything like that. The whole purpose of racing was to show myself, my psychology, that it's not that daunting, that it's okay. It's just seven and a half K, run pretty hard, pack your kit bag, go home. And that's exactly what I what I knew would be the case. But I think what we do is we overcomplicate it a bit and we get a little bit like, anxious and nervous and and we make these races bigger than they are it's something that we're doing two or three times a week it's probably something that you're doing literally on a tuesday night having worked really hard all day and and been super stressed and then you go to the track and you and you work out and you work really hard and, and you nail it so i think we need to stop making races such a big deal and it's just something that we do and sometimes it goes really well and then sometimes it doesn't but indifferent to that we never beat ourselves up about it because all we're doing is trying you know you're you're trying and training you're trying to get as fit as you possibly can and then on race day you're trying to you know run as quick as you can and if you're if you're doing your best and you're trying like kind of like how dare we like beat ourselves up about that that kind of seems like crazy um but yeah, I thought that would, you know, be a good podcast today. I, I honestly didn't know what I was going to speak about. It's been so long. It used to be so, I don't know, like natural and um, I probably lost it a bit. Um, but yeah, look, that's that's the little update for today. And 
Um, training's good, you know, thinking about racing again soon. Hopefully I don't get sick. It'd be really annoying if I did. Um, but yeah, that's about all for now. I'll check in in hopefully a few days' time and keep you updated on how training camp's going and, and potential races. And yeah, feel free to check out some of the YouTube stuff. But um, take care and happy running. Bye-bye.